You're listening to the official podcast of the nation. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and Lubbock. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Got the big man. Country pulls free. And touchdown. Red Raiders with a second to go. In a way. Yo, what's good, Red Raider Nation? And welcome to the nation's official podcast. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside my co-host, good buddy, Red Raider fanatic, Blake Hartsfield. Blake, what is up, my man? Uh, Not too much, TJ. Excited to uh, finally be recording one of these podcasts. It feels like it's been um, a lot longer than I I guess it has. I guess it's only been a couple of weeks since we were on with Ted, but uh, excited to um, get back up behind the mic here and, and talk some Red Raider sports with you. No doubt about it. We had Ted on on our on our most recent episode of the the podcast, but boy, we've been busy with those uh, post game shows, haven't we? Those are a lot of fun getting to interact with Red Raider Nation. Uh, what we've had three since last uh, last week, right? A Wednesday of last week was the bowl game, so we had the bowl game and then two basketball games, and yeah, those are a good time. Yeah, and for those of you that uh, listen to the podcast but haven't uh, necessarily heard our uh, our post game coverage, make sure you tune in to at Guns Up Nation on Twitter, the nation's official post game show uh, in the Twitter spaces with TJ and Blake after every conference basketball game here, um, and those are a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna get into some basketball, but Blake first. We got to talk about this Red Raider football team, how they finished the year and kind of sum up Coach uh, Joey McGuire's first year at the helm and see about what we feel going, going into next year. And, oh, by the way, don't do it. Don't do it uh, yet. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get no, to that we're, in a second. We're, we're going we're to get there, but your biggest nightmare, I think, <laughs> just came true. Yeah, and let's, let's, gonna... <laughs> let's, let's t- tap the brakes on that one. There's a couple of things about the program I'd like to say before we have that argument. But, uh, no, TJ. Um, I don't know that, that there's enough uh, adjectives and, and praise that I can heap on Joey McGuire uh, in year one, uh, taking over the disaster that was the Matt Wells program, um, what he was able to accomplish coming in late and, and getting a, a late start on that, that recruiting class. And he really hit the transfer portal hard. TJ has to be at least an A, if not an A-plus grade. They, they go eight and five with the win over Ole Miss that – um, frankly, the score was a lot closer than the game, 42 to 25. We could have hung 60, uh, pretty easily in that game, but, um, beyond just that game, he beats Oklahoma and Texas for the first time in a year. I know a lot of our Raiders are, are well aware of that. Uh, he goes seven and five on the season, eight and five with the bowl win, uh, our first winning record in big 12 play since 2009, which, oh, by the way, was Mike Leach's last year. Um, and he does it with three quarterbacks, uh, dealing with injuries to Tyler Shuck. Uh, Donovan Smith's inconsistent play, and I think he had an injury in there. Baron Morton comes in, looks great, then gets hurt, goes back to Tyler Shuck. And um, despite all the adversity, he found a way to win games. He was aggressive. He brought back a fun style. Um, And to me, the the most important thing, this defense was outstanding all year long. I thought that group was so competitive under Coach Tim DeRuiter. Um, they, They were physical at the line of scrimmage, able to shut down the run, great in short yardage situations. And um, TJ, just so excited about the trajectory of this program going into year two. The defense is something that I'm glad you brought up because, the, I mean, that's exactly where I was going to lead was Tim DeRuiter and that defense and how consistent they were all year. 
without that defense, with the with the normal Texas Tech defense, this team's five and eight, not eight and five. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. This is the best defense we've had um, in over 20 years in Lubbock, and and I don't really think it's up for debate. Um, and it should be even good, it, just as good, if not better, next year. The the two uh, senior defensive tackles are, are coming back in Brentford and um, – oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Bradford and – help me out here, TJ. I'm drawing, drawing blanks on names here. Yeah, no, Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchins. That's right, Hutchins. Um, they're both coming back. Um, obviously, you're losing Tyree Wilson to be a top-10 pick. Um, but, TJ, I saw one tweet. I think it was uh, – over the weekend that they're going to return 17 if not 18 starters across both sides of the ball and how can you not be excited about that i'm extremely excited about it not to mention i i believe one of the the biggest things to come away from those extra practices and these last few games with shuck under center was we've developed a playmaker jaron bradley is going to be a stud for this red raider offense Uh, going forward and he was only a freshman this year he's going to continue to grow and improve and I tell you what with Fungi and Price coming back um, Taj Brooks will be back and guess who guess who okay here we go Newton himself I'm I'm just kidding. Now that's that's an inside joke between me and Blake. But Tyler Shuck announces after the bowl game that he says, hey, we've got unfinished business. I'm coming back to Lubbock. 111 yards on the ground, 25 carries in the bowl game for old Cam Newton. I mean, Tyler Shuck. Yeah, TJ, um, Tyler announced he's coming back. And I've had a couple of days to process this. Uh, you know how I felt about Baron Morton taking over this team moving forward, uh, and, and I still feel that way. Um, however, I look at it as a positive. This creates depth in the quarterback room. Um, as we saw this year, there, there can be injuries at that position, uh, particularly if we continue to be obsessed with running our quarterback as much as we seem to be, which um, I'm all good with running the quarterback a couple of times in, in situations where it makes sense to do so. I don't know that I like my quarterback carrying the ball 25 times. Um, but it, it creates good depth and TJ competition, competition, competition in spring. This should not just be handed to Tyler Shuck on a silver platter because it's his last year of eligibility. Make him go out and beat Baron Morton for this job. I agree. And we watched this football season, not really knowing at the beginning a whole lot about Tyler Shuck. I'll be the first to admit that. And so I kind of wrote him off after he got hurt. I didn't think we'd see him again. Uh, I I wasn't sure about, um, especially once, once Barron started playing there and we, we both like what we see with Barron Morton. He passes the eye test. We've talked about it on this program and he seems to have a bright future, but then here comes Tyler Shuck after Barron Morton gets hurt and I'm like, okay, one game. All right, the next game, okay. And I, I kept saying on this pod and uh, during the post-game shows, I was like, hey, what if, you know, what if this team puts a, puts together a nice little run here? He's got that extra year, and now you want to throw him in the mix with this defense coming back. Um, 
I just think he has a really good command of this offense. And the guy's a winner. He, he, he won at Oregon, and he's won here at Texas Tech. Um, I like his DNA. And I, I think – and and we, we can't really have this debate without uh, letting everybody know that, I mean, I mean if, unless you're living under a rock, you've probably already heard that Donovan Smith has left the football program, and he is going to be at the University of Houston going forward. So good spot for him for the record. Yeah, uh, he, I, I do please. think that's a good spot for him. He was a very important piece this season. Um, we've talked about him at length. Um, I wish him well at the university. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing but but the best for, for Donovan Smith. Uh, I, I hope that he has his worst game of the year against Texas Tech. Um, but uh, I wish him the best. I hope that he's successful down there. And, and again, I think that's a good landing spot for for Donovan Smith to go and get to be a starter. Yeah, so the thing about it is um, I'm with you on, on the competition, uh, but I just I, – I think that there's a lot of people – I think this is Tyler Shuck's football team, man. Um, now, if it's going to – if Donovan hadn't left and now you're talking about, okay, well, we could potentially lose Barron. Uh, you've got the, the freshman Jake Strong coming in next year. What does that quarterback room look like? Do you have to go to the portal to get somebody? I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna have to do any of that. I think you you just stay put. Uh, Tyler Shuck and Darren Morton are your two quarterbacks. I don't know about that two quarterback package that they were trying to run out there and recreate during the bowl game. I don't know how much I want to see of that uh, with the opportunity to get both quarterbacks hurt, but. Uh, it does give me comfort knowing that I think if Tyler does get injured next year, Baron will be ready to play. Uh, and it, it has me excited for uh, 2023 and beyond that we're going to have a lot of these guys returning and they all seem to say the same thing. We're not done yet. Yeah. And I think that that's a testament to, Joey McGuire and the culture that that he's been able to install in one year in control of this football program. Um, and it's not just the on the field stuff. We've talked about it on our podcast previously with the NIL investment and, and the South end zone renovation that they're currently undergoing and, and just the investment overall in the program um, off the field. Uh, but on the field, the results speak for themselves. I think he is absolutely a player's coach uh, these kids love playing for him, um, and, and it's exciting to, to see where this football program is, is headed and, and what they're going to be able to accomplish. You know, this is a team that came in this year. They were picked ninth in the Big 12, uh, finished uh, fourth outright. Um, and, and look, TJ, I think next year you're going to see a team that's picked third potentially in the conference um, and, and with a ceiling that they could play for the conference championship game next year. And um, I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility. So, um, regardless of the quarterback situation, to your point, I think both Tyler Shuck and Baron Morton can run this offense. Um, the only reason that I'm good with Shuck coming back is because Baron is not leaving. Um, it looks like that he's willing to compete for the job next year. And if he ends up as Tyler Shuck's backup, he would still have two years to be the guy here. Um, and that's exciting um, because I do think that kid is special. No disrespect to Tyler Shuck and, and, I do want to say, TJ, for as much as I've been uh, driving the Baron Morton bus, so to speak, um, it's never been anything to, to do with Tyler Shuck or anything against him. 
so to speak. It's it's all about how much I believe in Baron Morton and what I saw with my eyeballs when I watched that kid go to Oklahoma State in his first ever start and play as well as he did. So um, excited to see what this offense is able to do under year two of Kitley. I'd like to think that uh, Kitley uh, experienced a lot of growth this year. It, it's a big jump in competition coming from Western Kentucky to the Big 12 and just the, the sophistication of the defenses and the different things that teams are trying to do against you. Um, I think the offense had some inconsistencies this year, uh, despite, and look, there was a lot of quarterback change, but there was some inconsistency there. And um, the play calling, we talked about it a couple of different times, um, was not great, particularly that TCU game. I thought the play calling throughout that game was, was frankly bad. Um, but it, it looked like it got better towards the end of the year. And, and I'm excited to see the growth uh, from the coaching staff as well. And one of the other things is, man, I just, it, it's just been so long, Blake, to, to have this feel of excitement return to the football program. And there, there were some weaknesses, right? Offensive line had some ups and downs throughout the year as well. I do think that they'll, they'll get that rectified and we will be a force. I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, on January the 4th, that we're going to be the 2023 big 12 champions in football. It's not outside of the possibility. We might be. It definitely could happen. And that's something that red Raider nation has been waiting a long time to hear. Um, so, once again, man, hats off to Joey McGuire, Tim DeRuiter, the whole coaching staff, the players, this team beating Ole Miss in the ball game. Um, I mean, I just can't say enough about yeah. what a fun what a fun season this was. Outstanding here on job the by the official podcast. Outstanding job by the football program. Uh, nothing but good things to say there. And. This is the nation's official podcast. I am TJ Kern. The other voice you hear is my buddy, Blake Hartsfield. And I am at T-E-E-J-A-Y-K-E-R-N on Twitter. Blake is at Hartsfield 10 just like it sounds. Um, and we are here for the nation, baby. The nation's official podcast at Guns Up Nation. Make sure you have those alerts on because guess what? We're coming fast and we're coming quick. Next, uh, we got a game Saturday, Twitter spaces. Be there after the game for Oklahoma uh, post game show. We're doing uh, basketball, man. Blake, these things come fast. We're doing two post game shows a week, and then now we got to try to find a way to to mix in a podcast every now and then. You know, a lot of content during basketball season, TJ. Uh, I've, this basketball program has been a lot of fun over the last five six years, and uh, now that we're in the 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 grinder that is the Big Twelve, uh, we've got two games a week, which means two post games and plus a podcast. So a lot of content coming out. A lot of content, uh, a lot of content, excuse me. But, man, I, I, uh, I'm i excited. Let's uh, let's get into some hoops, man. Do we want to turn the page on football for a minute and talk some hoops? I think so. I think it's time. All right. Well, great job to Coach Joy McGuire and company. And, and now let's talk Coach Mark Adams uh, in his second season at the helm for the Red Raiders. And this team just started uh, conference play. and. We have some concerns. We we brought them up on our on our uh, post game show. For those of you that have uh, listened and uh, tuned in and even commented when uh, you get the opportunity, but 
there are some some positives, and I want to start with the positives. I I, I do love what I'm seeing from Pop Isaacs, and yeah. I know you're excited too. Yeah, Pop Isaacs a baller. There's no other way to put it. That kid can can shoot it. I think, and I I think I said this on one of our post game shows. I think this is the best shooter this this team has had since Davide Moretti, and and that's a pretty big compliment. Um, I I think that Kevin O'Banner. Um, Showed last night in the Kansas game that that he can be the leader and and a go-to scorer, so to speak, for this team um, when he gets going early. If we can get him going, um, he he bounced back from from frankly a, a pretty poor game on the road against TCU. Um, and I think that last night against Kansas, even in a loss, and look, we both hate moral victories, um, but I you know I, I think that the the, the grit and the fight and the want uh, to go on the run at the end of the game and have an opportunity to, to take the lead with 20 seconds to go. Yeah. You didn't get a foul call, but it's Kansas. You're never going to get that call, um, which is frustrating as hell. And we all know that, but um, yeah, I think that there's some, some positives to take away from that um, on the flip side. There, there's a lot of things to be concerned with TJ turnovers, uh, not being able to secure defensive rebounds, uh, free throw shooting and the TCU game was putrid. Uh, it was a little bit – it was much better last night. They go 10 of 12 from the line against Kansas. Um, and, and just to me, and we're, I think we're going to have a pretty uh, extensive conversation about this, the lack of depth on this team scares the heck out of me in, this, in the Big 12 with how tough this conference is. There's no doubt about it. The depth, we went into it in depth, no pun intended, uh, on the post game. Uh, I texted you during halftime yesterday, and it was the bench production at halftime, and it was non-existent. And those kids, you can throw uh, the starters, and we'll throw Lamar Washington in there as the team six man right now. He um, be a starter. Well, that's. I mean, I guess we can. <laughs> I guess we can. I guess we can get there if you really want to on this show. Um, but no, like the we played basically six guys last night against Kansas. Um, and lost by three. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think this I think this team's talented. It's competitive. Um, I just I don't know how between Elijah Fisher, Kerwin Walton, Demarion Williams, um, that you didn't hit on one of like one of those guys can't give you meaningful minutes. Yeah, TJ, I, and I think that's the the kicker. Um, I talked about it briefly at the end of the interview with Ted. I mentioned that we needed that eighth player to emerge because we, as we sit here today on January 4th, Fardaz Amik is coming back, uh, probably not going to play against Oklahoma, uh, probably won't play in the game against uh, on the road against Iowa State on the 10th, uh, but you could have him back at Texas uh, on the 14th down in Austin. Um, that would be a great debut game to go down there and give us an extra scoring option on the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think at this point it's, it's pretty clear and I'm comfortable saying that this coaching staff missed on both Damari and Williams and Kerwin Walton. Kerwin Walton comes in from North Carolina. Um, any kid that goes to North Carolina straight out of high school and plays as a freshman, you would think could play a little bit, but apparently Kerwin Walton can't play. Um, he's not getting any minutes here at Texas tech. Uh, he did come in late in the game against Kansas yesterday. And as soon as he stepped on the floor, he put up an air ball and he's supposed to be a sniper. Uh, and was quickly escorted back to the bench by coach Mark Adams and, and Damari and Williams. When's the last time we even saw him TJ? I don't think we've seen him in three or four games. Um, the last, a, the last time I saw him was on a milk carton. Yeah. Well, um, 
Elijah Fisher, I'm willing to give a little bit of a pass. This is a kid that is 18 years old. Um, he should be a senior in high school. He did reclassify into this year's class to get on campus at Texas Tech um, and, and join this roster. Um, I know he's not playing. You saw him, you know, briefly last night. Um, but I think that the fact that he's on this roster and that he's getting to practice against um, our roster and against the, the talent that we have in our starting uh, five plus one, if you want to call it that, um, is better for his long-term development than if he would have stayed in high school up in Canada playing against a bunch of nobodies, um, being the most athletic guy on the floor and relying purely on that, that athleticism to, to carry him on a night-in, night-out basis. He's kind of learning how to play basketball is, is the best way I can put that. Um, he's a freak athlete, there's no doubt. And, and sometimes when you're that much more athletically gifted than everybody you're playing against, it, it stunts the development of the basketball side of things. And I think that that's what he's going through right now in practices uh, with, with Texas Tech. Um, I do have hope that if he hangs around here, and I think that he will, um, that you'll see a lot more of Elijah Fisher next year. And that's my biggest hope is, does he stick around? And another one of the weaknesses that I, I hate to call it a weakness because it's been such a strength on, 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 on this program for the last several years is this defense isn't as tight and locked down as it's been. So now all of a sudden you're not keeping teams to under 60 points anymore. You're more playing into the, the low 70s to mid 70s like you did last night with Kansas. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to find some more offense. Yeah, I think if, look, if for, for years we've gotten accustomed to, if we could hold a team to 62 or less, that you were going to win 80, 80 to 90% of the time. Um, unfortunately, that is not the case with this defense. I think there's a combination of reasons for that, TJ. I think, one, you've got um, a, a young team that is still adjusting to Mark Adams' system. I do think it will get a little bit better as the year goes on, um, but there's too many blown assignments. There's too many... Um, lack of rotations, which has been one of the key things for this defense. Um, but two, and, and this might even be the bigger reason, TJ, they're not as long and as athletic as we've gotten accustomed to the last couple of years. You know, if you think back to last year's team, um, we could throw five guys out there, six, five or bigger. Um, they could lock it to one side of the floor on the first option, which is the, the idea of the no middle. And then when you try to skip past that Kansas killed us with all night last night, there was longer arms to, to, to get in, to, to cut down on those passing lanes and to create steals and run out layups going the other way. You don't have that kind of length on the wing and at the guard position this year that you did last year. And so the defense is just different. Um, doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not as polished as we've, we've grown accustomed to. And to your point, if you're going to play games in the high 60s to low 70s as opposed to the high 50s and low 60s, you've got to have a fourth score. Well, right now you have three scores, TJ. You've got Pop Isaacs. You've got Kevin O'Banner and you have Jalen Tyson to a lesser extent and Bacho, depending on, he hasn't scored the last two games. I know he's been dealing uh, with a flu bug, but he's a guy that can probably get you eight to 10 points when he's healthy. Um, you got to have a fourth scorer, so to speak. And maybe to use your, your phrase, Fardoz comes riding in on a white horse and becomes that fourth scorer. But right now they just don't have it. No, they don't. And Another thing that is bothersome to me, um, the ball movement, the the just kind of watching the offense is is just not very aesthetically pleasing, if you will. It, it, it's not pretty, and it never really was under Beard, but you knew that's kind of what you signed up for. Um, 
but you knew that defense was going to be there. Now, like we said, with the the points kind of creeping up into the seventies because the defense isn't as locked down. It, it, it makes me worry. Like last night you only had 10 assists to Kansas is 22. That was the big uh, stat line that I, I pointed out to last night about the KU game. Um, just more, more ball movement. And Jalen, this is Jalen Tyson's first time in the big 12. This is Lamar Washington's first time in the big 12. This is pop Isaac's first time in the big 12. Yes, we're a young team, but I would love to see some more ball movement somehow. Um, it, it doesn't take uh, a rocket scientist to say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to pass the ball instead of, okay, dribble handoff, dribble handoff, uh, maybe a pick and roll, um, but we're not going to throw the ball to the cutter. Um, I, you know, there's just so many things that and I'm being, and I'm trying to be an optimist right now. Like we're we're coming off a game where you lost by three points to the number three team in the country, and you played six players essentially. Yeah. Um, so there's there's room for growth. It's only two games, but the biggest problem is that this team doesn't have a resume victory yet. No, TJ, they don't. Um, I agree with you on the offense being a little stagnant. Um, I think there's too much hero ball on the perimeter. Uh, we're trying to take people off the bounce and create a shot, or we come down and we dump it inside to O'Banner and hope that he can score with his back to the basket. There doesn't seem to be a lot of flow on that end of the ball at that end of the floor, um, which is proven out by the fact that they didn't have a lot of assists last night. Ten assists over a course of a basketball game is not very many, um, and it's so frustrating. You watch Kansas play play offense and it's just so fluid and it looks so good. The ball movements there. And it's like, why can't we be, I know we're not going to be Kansas's offense. Why can't we have some of that in ours? Um, you also talked about a little bit. This is pop Isaac's first time in the big 12. This is Jalen Tyson's first time in the big 12. This is, you know, th- this young team kind of going through their first experience with, with the grown men at the big 12 and how physical and tough and big and bad this league is. I'm sorry, TJ. We were critical on and to to kind of draw a comparison to the football team. When when Donovan Smith was struggling, we called it out and we said he needed to play better. I'm just going to call it out, TJ. Davion Harmon is a guy that has played in this league before. Two years at Oklahoma, he averaged 12 points a game there. He's got to play better. Period. That's a guy that's a senior. He's got three years of Division One experience. He was non-existent last night against Kansas. He did not have a good game against TCU. Like. Bro, you're a senior. You got to play better. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was inter- it was an interesting day for him on on Twitter. We we kind of talked about it off air. Uh, he put out some all it all it was was a uh, a monologue from Damian Lillard, I guess, a few years ago um, in an interview that he did where he talked about the pressure and this and that and. Um, basically to kind of summarize it, he's like, you know, I, I, I will get better from this. I love that. I love that he is willing to acknowledge that and is, is determined to play better. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's what I took from, from his tweet today is like, I don't know if Red Raider Nation kind of let him have it. I know tech Twitter is very passionate. I, I didn't, we were on our post game show, so I didn't see, um, what his mentions were like. I mean, TJ, he he got benched at the end of the game last night that Adams went to Washington the last five minutes of that game at the point guard position, not Davion Harmon. Yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned that on our post game show. I mean, it, 
adversity brings out the, the, one of two uh, things. It's either, it's either it, it motivates you to be better and work harder, which I like. It, it's encouraging that, that Davion came out with that post today. I didn't see it myself, but I'm glad to, to hear that um, he, he seems motivated to play better or it makes people shut down. And, and it sounds like it's the former, not the latter. So that's encouraging. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be a little bit more aggressive and look to score. Yeah, agreed. And and to me, it's it's just it's kind of wasted movement or energy because he he seems like he dribbles and it's it it he he stands out at the perimeter and he dribbles a lot, but there's not a lot of purpose to it, and it just kind of interrupts the flow of the offense, so to speak. We were talking about the flow of the offense, so um, hopefully he can figure it out and start playing like like he's capable. I mean, look, this is a guy that has proven it in this league before, so I expect him to to be a senior and to be a guy that can score in double figures. Um, but to to the your point about the biggest concern with, with this team's resume. Yeah. TJ, look, this is not a bad basketball team. This is a good basketball team. I think their net rating is like 45, even after losing to um, Kansas last night, it is the lowest in the big 12, but that just shows you how big, how good the big 12 is that all 10 teams are in the top 45 of the net ratings. Um, Lenardi currently has nine of the 10 big 12 teams in the tournament. Texas tech is the one that is not, we're in the first four out. So you're right on that quote unquote bubble. Um, this is not a bad basketball team. The four teams that they have played this year that have been tournament caliber, uh, Ohio State, Creighton, TCU, and Kansas, they've been competitive in all four of those games. They've all been um, within six to eight points at the most. Um, they've been right there with an opportunity to win those games. But at some point, TJ, you cannot just get credit for being close. You've got to win a game. You've got to go out and beat somebody. And Oklahoma on Saturday is the, is an absolute must win game at home because look, DJ, you, this schedule early in Big Twelve play is not doing them any favors. After Oklahoma at home, you go at Iowa State, that's a tough game. Then you go to Austin and play Texas, that's a tough game. And then you get to come back home and play Baylor, that's a tough game. So th there isn't really a lot of relief beyond this Oklahoma game. So you got to find a way to get a win, create some momentum, and start stacking some wins and build a resume here. I'm with you. And look, we're not giving up on this team. We're going to no. be here the whole way on the nation's official podcast. It's, it's two games. You got, this is a good team, TJ, but they've got to start yeah. winning games. Right. Close. What's the old saying? Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's the saying. So um, it's two games. It's not the end of the world. They played. They, I mean, we could sit. we honestly could be here right now um, talking about a two and O team in the big 12. Very easily could have. And, and frankly, they should be, in my opinion, at least one, one and one. one. At least one and one. They blew the TCU game. Um, they lost a close competitive game last night. You can say what you want about the officials. We're not officials, guys. But, um, yeah, you could have gotten that call and gotten the win um, and, and kind of stolen a game that, frankly, you didn't deserve. Um, but on the flip side of that, you probably should have won the TCU game and you blew that one. So they should be one and one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, things could be a lot worse. And so the sky's not falling just yet. And we're going to be here the whole step of the way on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. And uh, we've got the, the Twitter spaces. Like I said, make sure your alerts are set to at guns up nation for all uh, red Raider content. We're going to be doing a lot more. Um, it's going to be fast and furious coming at you um, as basketball season plays. They play two games a week. Plus we got to mix in a podcast. So, uh, Blake, it's go time. Are you ready, bud? I'm excited, man. Uh, Basketball is a fun time of year, and um, we got a lot of content coming out for Red Raider Nation, and I'm always happy to get on here and, and talk Red Raider sports. 
Um, I think I speak for both of us when I say that this is uh, something that we both love doing. Uh, we enjoy doing it. We enjoy interacting with, with the fans um, on the post games and, and just getting to uh, talk about Texas Tech. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to uh, just take this time. I mean, who, who knew a year ago when I approached you about this, that this is where we'd be? And I mean, we wouldn't be here without the guys at the nation and their belief in us and their vision for us to take their namesake and put out a put out content and put out a product on their behalf. So I want to I want to take this time to thank those guys uh, again. I mean, we are one big family here. And uh, birthday shout out to uh, to our guy, Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. And so, uh, man, I, uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate you as always. I'm looking forward to Saturday, Oklahoma. Ted on the call. Our buddy Ted Emmerich will be calling the game on Saturday. So excited about that. But Blake, fun episode. What'd you think? Yeah, it's a good time. Wrap up yeah. football and, and really dive into basketball for the first time on the podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. But uh, what do you say we get out of here? And go get something to eat or something. You got the wife? Any any plans? Nope, nope, no plans this evening. We're we're taking it easy. Uh, she's in the middle of a tough work week as a as a nurse, so um, we're just gonna be hanging out. Sounds good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find some kind of game to watch or something. But uh, how do we always like to end these things? But wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys soon.